grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Tonight, dear listener, I pose a philosophical question to you to ponder on this very chilly winter night. Just how critical is our sexuality to our self-esteem? Author Anne Rand believes our intimate partners tell us everything about our true selves. She writes, Tell me what a person finds sexually attractive and I will tell you their entire philosophy of life. Show me the person they sleep with and I will tell you their value system. Sex is an act that forces them to stand naked in spirit as well as body and accept their real ego as their standard of value. They'll always be attracted to the person who reflects their deepest vision of themselves. The person whose surrender permits them to experience a sense of self-love and self-esteem. Love is our response to our highest values and can be nothing else. It's an interesting point of view, isn't it? They say that we're the sum total of the five people we spend our time with. So surely the one we're most intimate with is a reflection of our true selves. My wish for you tonight, dear listener, is that the person who shares your bed also shares your good heart, your generosity, and accepts you just as you are in all of your juicy too-muchness. I'm Louise Wilkinson, and this is Lipstick After Dark. Want some love and sex advice? Searching for the answer to your complex, confusing or downright awkward questions. The queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In Bed with Timberlina on After Dark. It's time to snuggle under the covers with In Bed with Timberlina. Welcome back to Lipstick After Dark once again, my friend. Thanks for having me. <sighs> I hope they snuggled up. It's freezing. Oh, it is. <laughs> I've got an Udi. Oh, I really want to get one. You know what? It's completely unsexy. I am only five foot tall. The thing is, as wide as I am tall, I look like a cube. But they are the warmest damn things I've ever had. I love them and I'm never giving it up. Oh, I really want to get one. Yeah. It's going to make me get one now. Mine's unicorn. Oh, I really want it personalised with like Timberlina all over it. You can get them. You can get them, yeah. And, in fact, I think our production assistant, Bonnie, got one with their dog um, for her partner. Yeah. Oh, Pictures of. So, I did see that. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to hook you up, I think. Yeah. Yeah, with a personal. I'll have one. Order yeah. two. Yeah. I'll have a Timberlina one too. And we'll wear them. Yeah. Like twins. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. Now, we've got to get down to business. Yes. All right. People are chomping at the bit to get our wisdom on uh, the latest questions this week <laughs> because we're so good at it. And um, I should just put a little disclaimer in once again that uh, we are not qualified in any way, shape or form. So Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but look, we, you know, we have life experience, both of us, don't we? We do, we do. Yeah, yeah. And, and quick wits. <laughs> so... <laughs> So here we go. All right. Now, this is one you I think I feel you're going to struggle with, but let, Ooh, let's okay. see. Okay, let's because because you're not very familiar with this area as a, as a concept. But I'm going to throw it out there because it's a question someone wants to know. We got to ask it. Okay. How should our vajayjays be sculpted nowadays? Is the bush back? <laughs> 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 
Well, seeing that my bush is made out of tape. Yes. Um, I'm going to say do whatever you want. If you want to be bush, do bush. If you want to get laser, get laser. If you want to wax, get wax. If you want to shave, owl. Um, yep. I say do whatever you want. Um, I mean, I'm... Not qualified to answer. Yeah. So I'm going to say you do you, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'm going to weigh in. <laughs> I'm going to weigh in. I love I'm... that you waited right till I was, like, really suffering. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm and I'm gonna say, um, there are some men who appreciate a full bush, uh, but I would hazard a guess without going and surveying people in the street, <laughs> which you know we can we could take a break, come back and let you know the results. <laughs> but uh, we have a show to do, so my thing would be that I feel that. Uh, well kept is possibly better than uh, the Amazon jungle, uh, in in my humble opinion. <laughs> I'm just going to agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, you could you could ask the question of your partner what he prefers. Personally, uh, from a feel point of view, I feel that uh, less is more. That's all I'm going to say on that. <clears throat> Next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's one. Oh, we got it. Okay, right. Back into your zone of genius. How do I introduce my straight boyfriend to butt stuff? He's never done it before and he's a little hesitant. Are you sure he hasn't done it before? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I misread. He didn't say hesitant. She said resistant. Oh. So... <laughs> Same, same, but different. <laughs> I feel like you probably need to educate them on where their prostate is and mm. where their, as we call it, it is their P spot, not their G spot. Right. Um, yes. Mm. Um, and, I mean, don't just go forceful in there. You'll need to, like, play with it. To, yes. like, loosen it a little bit and make it feel comfortable for him. But I feel like before you know it, he'll be really into it and probably be riding dildos, to Excellent. be honest. Um, good pegging session. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a lot of guys do love a good finger up the bum. Right. Yeah. To hit that P spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. And also lube. Oh, yes. Lube, don't go in there. That'll be red raw, 64 red raw. <laughs> you, don't, you do not want that. <laughs> Use lube. And if it's they're just getting into it, use a lot of lube. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about trainers? Trainers? Yeah. Like, you know, butt plug trainers. Like, do they have any purpose or should she just I mean, get in there? Just get in there. I feel like fingers are probably smaller than the trainers. I mean, if he's yeah. really, like, wanting to get into that next stage, then, yeah, get some trainers. But maybe just start out with your fingers. Okay. And go. if you have acrylics, maybe don't have acrylics on. <laughs> Wreck my French manicure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I've been hooking up with a married guy who says he's in an open relationship, but I'm worried that he's lying. How do I know if I'm the other woman? I think there's only one way to solve this. But I mean, what would you say? I don't. 
Yeah, this is a tricky one. It is. I feel like you... So, he's married, but in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you feel like you're the other woman? You probably are the other woman? Yeah, well, I think what she wants to know is, is is he lying about the fact that he has an arrangement with his wife that they are in an open oh. relationship, that he's just got her on the side and the wife doesn't know about her? As bad as this is, you maybe need to invite them to coffee to make sure it's all fine or get him to like... Yeah, you need to meet this other person to be like, is it okay that I'm sleeping with your husband on the side? This is the person I am. I'd feel like that's how I'd want to go. Absolutely. And that's what I would have said as well. I think that uh, until you can get confirmation from the woman, I would be reluctant to believe him. Yeah. I know that that... uh, yeah, I think I think girlfriend that you need to ask him if you can meet her for coffee or get some sort of verbal confirmation that she is okay with the situation. And if he hedges, then I think you have your answer. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I think you're the the side piece. Yeah, mm. sorry. Yeah, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, uh, but yeah, I. Mm. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one, Very and tricky. Open, open relationships are fraught with uh, drama anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I have known people in the past who have been in open relationships and uh, every all the parties have known about each other, but there is still jealousy and competition that sneaks in. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that maybe there are other relationships that you could explore that is less fraught with danger than this one. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah, but mm. maybe don't use that one. Maybe use Tinder or, Tinder or Bumble. Tim, Tinder or Bumble. Love yeah. It. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last question for this evening. My boyfriend prides himself on being an open book, and all too often that book is open to a page about the details of our sex life. I'm much more private when it comes to telling my friends about our intimacy. How can I politely tell him to shut the F up? You just said it there. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Shut the F up. Mm-hmm. I'd rather, you can talk about anything except for our sex life. I don't like people knowing about it. I mean, I'm very much an open book too, and I'd talk about my sex life all day, every day. <laughs> um, it comes into my show a lot. Um, but I think you just need to have that conversation where it's like, hey, babe, can we not talk about what happens in the bedroom outside the bedroom with our friends? Like, I don't want them to know about our sex life. Yeah. I feel like you just need to have that that one awkward conversation with him and then hopefully he'll stop it. Or if you're sitting next to him and he's doing it, just start punching his knee. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have gone the knee. <laughs> I'm just trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah. Look, I you know, I think there's a I think there's a time and a place for it. I mean, I know that, you know, with girlfriends I've, you know, imparted a few I mean highlights. Talking, yeah. Given them the highlight reels. Uh but I think you've got to be careful about, uh, you know, there's a, there's a line and there's a there's a level of respect. And if you feel like you're being disrespected, then I think you've got to have that conversation. Uh-huh. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Mm. Communication is key. It is, isn't it? Yes, very much Yeah. So. We're not very good at it. No. Like. A lot of people are not good at communication. No. Not us. We can talk the hind leg off donkeys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, couldn't we ever? (laughs) We could. We could. All right. So 
where can we see you this week? Well, we all know that I'm at Five Stories every Thursday. Yes. And then... And thank you so much for... Tivoli, like, rushes over in the break to do this segment and then rushes back. And we're very, very grateful for the uh, speedy, <laughs> speedy trip uh, across Hunter Street to <laughs> us and back again. <laughs> You're very welcome. Do you know I actually have Friday off? No, I, you don't. Yeah, I do. I have Friday off. It's amazing. Of the June long weekend. So, and then the next day I um, am at Rainbow Storytime at Newcastle City Library reading to the kids. And then I'm doing a private hens party. And then I'm off to Golgong for two shows on Sunday. Um, but also on the Saturday I'm starting to film some of my mini documentary. A documentary? Yeah. Do tell. Um, I got reached out by some filmmakers and they want to start a film a mini documentary series on me and they're coming and following me around for the whole day on Saturday. Very exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, tell me if they want to come in here because I'll have to put my face on because this is radio and I don't have to make an effort. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) They would love this. They would. They would. All right. Timberlina, uh, I'm going to try and uh, find a child to take to Rainbow Storytime because I want to see this in action. Yes, do it. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Thank you once again, my friend. Always sound advice. Thank you. I really think we nail it. Yeah. Yeah. Every single week. (laughs) Every single week. You heard it first here on Lipstick After Dark. We all know the brain is the biggest sex organ, so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, helps us navigate our way around the bedroom, or whichever room takes your fancy. What head are you thinking with on After Dark? Tonight on Lipstick After Dark, we have one for the ladies. We've done some discussions before about how to turn your lady on, but we thought it's time for the men to get seduced a little bit. Gabrielle Laurie from Thrive Wellness Hub, who is our resident sex and relationships therapist. Welcome back to Lipstick After Dark. Hi, thank you. All right, so how to turn a man on. So, you know, we're at work and we're thinking about a man and we want to maybe have a little special night with him and make him feel really special and pampered, which, you know, we we talk about that for women all the time, but men like to be spoiled a bit too. So what should we possibly employ to uh, be a little bit of a seductress for our man? Well, uh they do say men are more visual than women when they're getting turned on. So women are more likely to be turned on by erotic fiction or the words, whereas men, a lot of them, really like lingerie. You know? Yeah. Or, that's been my experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you can send them um, a sexy text from work if you're thinking about them and say, oh, babe, you look so hot in your business suit today. I can't wait to get home to you with a wink. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, they want to feel wanted too. Absolutely, they do. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that a lot of men out there are probably nodding along going, yeah, I would love to be thought of that way halfway through the day and get that text. That'd be great. And so we get home and we throw on some lingerie. Make sure we shave because always nice to be silky smooth, I feel. Just for me, not necessarily for them. But Well, not so in Europe. 
plenty of uh, that's true seventies all all out there women that's true. yeah yeah bring it on they yep. love that too men actually aren't that fussy about those things as you'd imagine mm. men aren't noticing the cellulite we're worried about or the if they're really into you they won't notice a few extra curves or they'll they'll just be turned on because you want them and you know. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what other things? We know men are visual. So giving them a visual cue is obviously a bit of a home run, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what sort of things in your experience do they do they like to hear? What gets their motors running? <laughs> well, I suppose like women, they'll have their own body insecurities. Yes. But they may not admit them. Unless you've been together for a long time and they really trust you or something like that. But, you know, a lot of men worry about penis size. Am I big enough? You know, uh, was your ex bigger? Did you enjoy it more? And they might need reassurance that their size is perfect because a lot of women don't want super big guys because it's painful. Mm. And, you know, there's plenty of kind of tantric sex techniques that you can do to to increase the sensation for both of you much more. So for instance, if a guy is feeling a bit insecure about his size and you want to increase the 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 sensation for both of you, you could try a tantric sex technique where you just put in the head of the penis into the vagina and you do this 10 times right. really super slowly and that stimulates the sexual nerve endings of the vaginal opening. Right. That's where the most sexually stimulated nerve endings are. And her vaginal canal starts growing tighter around him. And then you insert the penis all the way in. And then you go back to nine, just putting the head in the vagina. And then you insert it all the way in. And then eight times, just putting the head of the penis in and pulling it all the way out. So it's still really playing, teasing the entrance of her vagina. Mm. And so she's like her whole body is tense, like really can't wait to have you inside her. And for both of you, that will increase the pleasure if you do it super slowly. So unfortunately, porn has misled men to what really works for a woman's body. So yeah, uh, these are the things that will turn you on both much more and make you feel more, you know, uh, I suppose whether your man's open to trying these things with you. So some men feel a bit like insecure if their partner suggests new things in the bedroom. Um, And women only suggest new things in the bedroom because they don't have the testosterone. So women have to be a bit more creative to give that kind of roller coaster feeling in the long-term relationship. Otherwise, regular sex can feel like a merry-go-round to some women, not because she doesn't love you, but because she needs a bit more spice put in it. Mm. Yeah. I find it so interesting that as women, we are worried about the cellulite and we're worried about the extra pounds and we're worried about the stretch marks and all that sort of thing. And men don't see that. And men are worried about penis size or whether they're satisfying us and we just think it's the best lollipop in the world. And yeah. we don't see that either. So, <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. we're worrying about different things. So, I mean, if, if you're not in love with each other, you can be a bit more picky about each other's, you know, you know guys might go, oh, well, I really want a more busty woman or something. Or if he's not in love with 
you know, if it's mm. just a one night stand, or and and women might feel the same, you'd just be a bit more picky because and you're a bit more superficial, yeah, a bit more superficial. But when you're in love with someone and you have chemistry and you're turned on by them, things that you didn't know you'd love about their body become exciting, yeah. And so make sure you tell your man this, like you know how sexy his eyes look when he winks at you over dinner, and then you know that maybe you're gonna get it on after. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or his aftershave smells great. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Is there anything else that men absolutely love that we could do for them? Well, you can't really go past uh, oral sex, giving them oral sex, mm-hmm. and and making them feel worshipped and loved. You know, and uh, in that way, and. Some women, you know, might avoid it because they feel insecure. I'm not doing it properly. Don't worry. If you do it badly, they'll still be happy. (laughs) So, yeah, I love that. Give it a go, ladies. Um, You know, have a shower together first and then, you know, make your way down. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic tip. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, I can see I can see male head heads nodding all over the place uh, in my in my head. And it is a great act to uh, to make him feel valued and and worshipped. Yeah. Yeah. Being generous lovers to each other. Yes. If you like receiving it and and you want to give it and, you know, all those things you can try with each other. And and if there's things that feel uncomfortable or you were brought up to think it's n- not okay but you'd like to try it, and you could always come to see a sex therapist together and work out what is on both your yes list, your maybe list, or your hard no list. And you just don't go into your hard no list area. So you're in, you're in your yes list and your maybes you can try on once every three months and see if you grow to like it and if you don't. You put it on a different list. So love that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's very interesting. I think that uh, there is a lot of focus put on making sure that our that uh, for men that women are feeling valued. But I think it's it's a really nice reminder and a really lovely thing to do to make your man feel valued as well. Yeah. And you know, and they do need to hear those things. I think that's yeah really important. Yeah. And, and if he's feeling lacking confidence, you can kind of grab his hand and put it on your breast. You know, if you're feeling in the mood, and you see his light eyes light up and go, well, that's a clear, yeah. You know, Invitation. <laughs> yeah. Fun bags. Woohoo. Yay. <laughs> or flash them during an argument at your man. And oh, that's a great yeah, diversionary d- technique. Yeah. It, everything just is suddenly resolved. <laughs> <laughs> Not yep. in the street, though. Don't do it no, in the street. You get arrested. No. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, la- listen, ladies, plan a night of seduction for your man uh, coming up and try all of these uh, juicy techniques that we've just given you and you know what text us and let us know how you go we're interested to know Gabrielle Laurie thank you so much again for your input on Lipstick After Dark sometimes cheeky always fun it's After Dark right here on Newcastle Live Radio we're back (laughs) Sebby yeah I'm supposed to be doing the introductions but look you go I know Glen Coco (laughs) you go Glen Coco (laughs) okay welcome back to Lipstick Lunch I'm Louise Wilkinson this is the best day of your life keep listening for more entertainment Sebby's here that's the best 
Was that good? Yeah. Okay. I think we'll get Bonnie to make that a little sound bite that we can put into the show. That was beautiful. <laughs> okay. So we got up to your journey thus far mm-hmm. and we're 18 now and you were com- you were in a very deep depression. What was the light bulb moment that you had when you yeah. realised that you weren't gay, you weren't straight, there was something else going on? Yeah. Uh, so I was 18 and then I guess I, t- I spent that year very – um, upset and confused, and I guess I, a lot of soul searching. I was and I um, was researching, um, which Google's a great research, uh, resource for anyone really um, going through anything similar to what I did. Mm. Um, but I guess it doesn't give you all the answers, and everyone's experience is different, so it, it is hard um, to kind of navigate. But I was doing a lot of research on. I mean, the queer community in general, because I really had a very narrow-minded idea of it. I, At 18, I found Drag Race, and I, I um, started putting on wigs and makeup, and I, I felt the most confident in um, a wig and makeup um, than I'd ever felt in my life in mm. any other area. Okay. And I'd always been a confident person. So it was, it was really um, – it was very euphoric for me. It was very interesting. I'd never uh, – I, I just really didn't – Realize that that was where my happiness would lie. And I guess from there I was like, oh, shit, okay, I'm a drag queen. Like, this must be what I want to do. Right. But I, to me, it didn't correlate with the fact I wanted to be an actor as me, but I loved dressing up as drag, but I didn't want to be known as a drag performer. And so that made me even more confused, right? Holy cow, I'm yeah. my head spinning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah. Well, I was an eighteen-year-old, and that's what my head was going through. I and I'm stupid as it is, so I had no idea what was going on. I like, I I knew that, I, and I was like watching Drag Race, and I became pretty pretty obsessed. And I was like, oh, like if I went on Drag Race, this 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 is what I do. But then I was like, no, I don't want to go on Drag Race because then I'd be known for Drag Race, and I don't want to be known as a drag queen. I want to be known for my talents as an actor. I want to play other roles. I want to be myself. Mm. Um, and so I kind of started really thinking about that and um i think around my 19th birthday or a little bit after yeah um i i came out as non-binary so non-binary is where you don't identify as either male or female and right. um you just find yourself either somewhere in the middle or somewhere completely different. You just don't – you are – I guess whatever you say you are, every non-binary person's uh, position in life um, is different. Every story they have is different. But I thought at the time I was like, I'm very comfortable as a man and a woman. I think I'm both. So I decided, okay, that's what I am. And so for a while I was living like as if I was out of makeup and without a wig, I felt I was a guy – well, at least that's what I said, I felt like. And then um, when I had a wig or makeup on, I I felt I was a girl and I wanted to be addressed as such. Like I, I, I told people I was comfortable with any pronouns. Um, and then as time went on, I noticed that because I guess people were used to using he, him pronouns with me because that's what I grew up with, no one was really using other pronouns and it really upset me. And I wasn't upset at people for doing it because I said I'm comfortable with anything. But I noticed that I declined in my happiness when I would hear he, him. And Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I like I never felt I, I started to feel even more uncomfortable than I already did with um, those words. And I it, it, it kind of it's I mean, at the time I was uh, you, uh, 
heavily abusing um, drugs, not to a bad extent, but I was I was um, smoking weed heavily. And um, my depression was even worse. <laughs> um, yes, which, uh, which that happens when yeah. you smoke too much of that stuff. It is a depressant. It so is. that's probably why. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> so I, and I, I guess it made me spiral even more because I was like, then what am I? I thought I had this figured out. Why mm. am I still struggling with this? Um, and a huge thing that people don't talk about with the trans community is that your body parts don't... Um, they don't define who you are. Gender and sex are completely different. Sex is your genitalia and gender is in your mind and what you feel you are. And I I guess with um, I was ignorant to the fact that trans people didn't have to have the body of the cisgender. So cis is when you are born into the gender you identify as. Mm. Um, so... So I'm of, cis because I yes, yeah cause I identify with, as a female and I have female genitalia. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right. And so I, I I I started thinking like, well, I don't want to have a vagina. I don't I don't feel comfortable with that. I'm very comfortable with my body from the bottom half as it is. I was very comfortable. I still am. And I think that sent me back even further because I was like, well, I guess I can't be a trans, trans. girl. You know. Mm. And um, if we, which was just ignorance and also a lack of information out there for like, I mean, like, yes, if you search it up on Google, you can find things about this. But I mean, I think it's only starting now, but like p- kids don't know that people don't know that you can just be whatever the bleep you want to be mm. um, without like without reservations and without um, having to look a certain way and um, do a certain thing. So I guess I, that kind of struck me. And then I uh, I was 19 and Euphoria had just came out. Brilliant show for teenagers and, well, actually anyone, but mm-hmm. it's a, I think one of the best representations of what it's like to be a teen in today's society. And um, there's this character on the show, Jules, who's played by trans actress Hunter Schaefer. Um, and she is completely, she's medically transitioned, um, but hasn't had any surgeries. And I mean, like that doesn't matter. It's not a part of her story. And they actually don't, they really don't focus on her transition in the show, which is, I think the coolest part Mm. of her character because she's everything but a trans girl in that show. If you know what I mean by that, um, uh, she's just a human being, which every trans person is. So um, I, I noticed that and I was like, oh, she's so hot and she is living her life with a trans body and she's proud of it. And her story really resonated with me and I'm actually very similar to the character in some ways. Um, and so I, I, I kind of drew an attachment to this character. And then I found, which I think has been out since I was 18, but I hadn't seen it, Pose, which yes. is a show by Ryan Murphy. And it's about the AIDS crisis in the 80s and 90s in America. Um, and it's about the African-American um, people of color, queer community, and the ballroom scene that um, that lit up New York City uh, back in the 80s and the 90s. Um, and it has the largest cast of trans people ever to be on a network series and um it like 
completely I, – I watched the first episode and I was interested and then I, I stayed up all night. I was up till I think 6 a.m. and I watched the entire first season in one sitting. And I, the last episode of that, the first season um, played and I pressed pause and I shut my computer and I just started bawling. I just cried and cried. But it was like happy. Yeah. I, I've, never, I've never felt since then the emotion I felt in that moment. I don't mm. think I will. I think it's a very pinpointed emotion to the fact that, and I guess that was my light bulb moment. That's that, your light bulb moment. Yeah, yeah, where I was like, that's who I am. This is what I've been struggling with my whole life. And I've just kind of... I mean, I, in some ways, I kind of always knew, but I, I mean, I didn't know in the sense, I didn't know the words, I didn't know officially, but I, like, when I watched that show, it's like a key was turned inside me that unreleased all of this suppressed emotions and thoughts that all just, like, made sense. It was like a, it was like a murder mystery board. It all just lined up. Like, I was just drawing lines in my head. And I started realising, like, every time I'd have a party at my house, I would put a, uh, put a wig on or put makeup on or uh, dress to my fullest feminine, like, what I call the divine feminine. I still mm. do, I want that tattooed on my body, the divine feminine. I yeah. think that's a beautiful, beautiful um, quote. And it's also a Mac Miller album. I love Mac Miller. But, um, uh, the div- uh, like, I would dress... To how I felt inside, and I would have these like immense panic attacks right before the party. Um, even if I felt my most beautiful, I would just freak out. And I sat there that night after I watched Pose, and I realized that the reason I would freak out so much is because everyone at that party was about to see me the way I see myself inside. And I'd never shown that before to that extent. That's really powerful. We're going to be getting Seb back onto Lipstick After Dark to continue with what happened after he had that light bulb moment or she had that light bulb moment. I will edit that. Uh, No, but that was good. That's good. You actually don't need to. I think that's very important that people should know that you just move right on. Yeah. Fix the pronoun, you keep going. Yeah, you never you never pick me up on that, and I love that because I have known you since you were 13, so I, it is exactly. still turning in my brain. It's still turning in mine. Yeah. Yeah. Sevi, thank you so much for sharing this part of the journey. I can't wait to share in the next fortnight what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, this is where it gets freaky. Yeah. In the best way. Wait, that sounded bad, but no. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy now, and I'm very excited to share my journey. Yeah. Fancy a quickie? Nikki from Flirt Adult Store joins us with this week's hot sex toy tip on Quickie with Nikki on After Dark. It's time once again for the Quickie with Nikki. Welcome back to the show, my love. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to bring you today's show. We're diving into, uh, we're just going to put it out there. We're diving into anal play today, aren't we? We are, but stuff. But stuff. You'll have to educate me. I will admit that this is an area that I can afford to be educated in. So off you go. What do I need to know? So aim play is either on your menu or it's not on your menu. But I'm going to talk to you today about everything you need to put it on your bedroom menu. So first of all, I just want to say the bum is not the vagina. It does not self-lubricate. So if you go exploring down there with your partner or yourself, you want to use lubrication to keep that 
as comfortable as possible for you or somebody else. Right, yeah, this is the second time we've discussed this tonight. Uh, Tim Bolena had some uh, helpful tips on that as well earlier in the show. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand that it doesn't self-lubricate like the vagina does. Right. They just assume because it's in that area that it's, it's all going to be good, but it's actually not, and you can do so much damage. If, to put it in the term, which I hate saying, but going in dry... Um, as mm. some people call it, you want to keep it as lubricated as possible. But touch yourself. Figure out what you like before even trying any anal sex. Have a good, it's a really good idea to have a play with it. Um, you know, stimulate the area, you know, with your finger on the outside for a couple of days before. So if you do go to have any anal penetration, it's going to feel a little bit more comfortable because it's not going to feel so foreign. So get down there, touch yourself, you know, and explore what you like as humans for your body. Okay. Right. So what would be the benefits? Is there spots that can be stimulated in that area? Well, there is spots for the male. So obviously there's a prostate there, which is about two or three inches up into the anus. So if you're stimulating a male, it can be really arousing for them because they that's their male G-spot. So they've got um, it's like shaped like a walnut, and if it's stimulated with a tapping motion, it can actually bring them to have a much more powerful orgasm than if they were to masturbate or have penetration. Right. So it's going to send their their little fellas a lot further. The, the um, orgasms can last up to 17% longer, and um, they can give them an orgasm that they've never had. So this is what I say to fellas all the time. I'm like, touch that area. Stimulate it. See what you're missing out on, because... It's almost like women having a G-spot orgasm and a clitoral orgasm. They're two completely different orgasms. So I just say to guys, get your finger, <laughs> get your finger lubed up and start touching yourself because you missed out on one of life's best orgasms. Wow. But for women, it's something different. It's, it's not eating the same vanilla ice cream every night. You're going, you know, you're going to try it up and have a little bit of caramel. It's going to be nice. You <laughs> said so that. It just, it's just different stimulation. So, um, but it, it's great. Right. I'm an anal queen. I love it. Okay. It's always on my menu. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I know that that's something that uh, men fantasize a fair bit about from my experience, but yeah. they're a little bit resident to try it themselves. So you're basically saying that they're really missing out on an amazing orgasm. Un- oh, 100%. Yeah. And it also helps benefits to, for a male to massage his prostate. It keeps him healthy and and it keeps everything in check. So it's a really big health benefit, but some guys just can't break that stigma. Um, nothing goes in my bum, nothing. And I think, <laughs> oh, okay, well, mate, you're missing out. If I was to tell you you could have the world's best orgasm ever before telling you where it was, you would say yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's education. It's communication with your partner. Know how to be breathing and be relaxed and just let yourself go and explore your body this is what we try and do in this show is we try and let people know that everything that they could be thinking or doing is normal yeah 100 percent. and yeah i'm i am proud to be able to produce this and educate people on sex because it is such a important part of life now Mm -hmm. as always you have toys that help so where should we start with anal play and toys to assist in that? I would say pop onto our website at 
www.flirtadultstore.com.au, type in anal, have a look for either the him or her anal section and start with a small plug. Start with something about the size of your finger and start with something that even has vibration because vibration tends to relax your body more and making it more pleasurable so you're less likely to kind of clench those bum muscles in. So if you buy something, a toy with a vibration on it, it's actually going to feel 10 times better, but it's also going to assist with your breathing and relaxation, making it much more enjoyable. I see. So that's where you would start. And obviously there is lube available on oh, your website. Lube, 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 yeah. And anal lube's great because anal lube is just a little bit thicker than your, than your normal lubrication. So there's, so two, there's different that. types of lube, isn't there? Yeah, there is. So you've got your water-based lubrication, which is great for everything, toy play, um, you know, penetration and everything. Then you've got silicon lube, which is really good for, again, if you wanted to use it for penetration, it's just going to be a little bit slipperier. But it's great for anal play because it doesn't actually absorb into the skin. So it's good for shower sex or spa sex or anything like that. And then you'll have a hybrid lube, which nine times out of ten will have 10% 10% silicon and 90% water, so it just has that longevity. And then you have an anal lube, which is just a bit of a thicker formulation than your normal water base. That's going to cushion that area a bit more. Wow, see, you've educated me again. I didn't know there was all those different types of lubes. I just thought lube we was lube. To, we need to do a show on lube because <laughs> there's a lube for everything. We will. There's we'll put that in the everything. on the list, Nikki. We do need yeah. to need to cover yeah. that. So, getting back to the toys. So, you're recommending starting with a plug, and you can obviously increase yeah. those sizes as you as you yeah, feel more comfortable. As soon as you're comfortable, um, you can you can go up to the next. What I say to people is, whatever is going to go in that anal area, it has to have a base on the bottom. So it has to have a round base or a flat base on the bottom, and that will keep you safe and out of the emergency room, um, as your bum does tend to have a, a, a you know an ability to suck everything up. So. Right. Um, If you are going to start with things, guys, please make sure you have something that's got a base on the bottom of it. It will keep you safe and it will keep you less traumatised. Yeah, and the emergency staff at your local hospital less traumatised as well. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) They've probably seen it all. They probably have. Get exploring. Like, if if this episode just helps one person to really have an understanding and go, you know what, I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to go, I'm going to touch myself. Even just stimulating round motions for the first couple of days. Just stimulate the area, get yourself used to it. Then, you know, a little bit of finger in, finger out. Make sure your nails are trimmed. And once you're comfortable with it, that's when you would start with a butt plug and kind of, you know, see how that goes and wear it around. But um, anal play, it is it should be on everyone's menu because it is seriously so good. That is awesome, Nikki. Thank you. As always, very informative. And, yeah, that you have all of the tips right here on Lipstick After Dark. That was Nikki from the Flirt Adult Store. You can check out the products at... Flirtadultstore.com.au. And we also have a code for your listeners. Yes. If you use After Dark 30, you're going to get 30% off any toys on the website. So get yourself an anal lube, get yourself a butt plug or even a training kit and just start enjoying that area.
And you can hit me after because it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you'll get a lot of thank you cards in the mail, Nikki. Thank you so much. That was Nikki from Flirted Doll Store. This is Lipstick After Dark. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio. It's nearly time for me to tuck you in with a lipstick kiss once more. We hope we've warmed you up just a little bit this evening with tonight's topics and we hope that you sleep well snuggled under your blankets with your teddy bear. Hopefully the human variety. May your days be warm and your nights be hot this long weekend. I'm Louise Wilkinson and this has been Lipstick After Dark. Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night. Only on Newcastle Live Radio.